Welcome to another episode of Heroes And. If you're listening for the first time, or the first time in a long time, this is a podcast where we talk about Heroes And, comics, movies, TV shows, and Thor Ragnarok officially starting filming. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, we're going to talk about it. I'm Cody. And I'm Andy. And today we are talking about Heroes And. And Andy, where you been, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Cody. I feel like I haven't seen you in like a month and a half. Some something like that. It's it's, it's been a while. It's, it's been a, been a while. while. <laughs> it's uh yeah, man. It's it's been a while since we've. Uh, uh, Andy, I just want you to know, absence did make my heart grow fonder. Yeah, I for I, you and for our listeners. Yes, I will retweet that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's been it's been a while. A lot a lot has happened since uh, the last time we got together for an episode, and we dropped an episode and all that stuff. Um, so a lot's happened. Uh, let, I mean, I think one of the first things, the obvious thing, uh, thing that's happened is we're halfway through summer, which means a lot of summer movies have come out. Right. Uh, so we have stuff like Finding Dory, Independence Day, X-Men technically came out at the, right at the end of May. Uh, the Shallows, uh, Central Intelligence, so many summer movies have come mm-hmm. out already. Uh, Cody, what's your report? Have you seen any of them? Which ones did you like? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I did see uh, Finding Dory. Yes, uh, and that one was really good. I thought I thought it was a great sequel uh, to Finding Nemo, and I I think I liked it more than Finding Nemo, which doesn't okay. like it's not often that you get a sequel that is better than the original. But at least in my eyes, Finding Dory uh, was better than Finding Nemo. I will say. I I think that's the only movie, like summer movie that I've seen so far. Um, yeah, didn't see Ninja Turtles. Like I really I, wanted. to oh, see Oh, I Ninja saw Tur- that too. I forgot I saw that. Yes. How was it? It was it was worth the price of a matinee showing. Okay, I paid okay. five fifty for it. Okay, so it was, and it was worth, worth it. It was okay. worth it. And mainly, I probably would have been okay waiting for Redbox, but I wanted to support Stephen Amell. Not. I like supporting Stephen and Mel also. <laughs> I do like supporting those guys, <laughs> but I was supporting this time Stephen Amel. I did. Uh, I did see the Jungle Book again I in can. theaters. <laughs> you love that. Movie. Third time is a charm. Jeez, that's your my, Jurassic World. In my defense, in my defense, <laughs> I only didn't pay for a dr- Jungle Book the first time that I okay. saw it. So you know it was. Oh, that's true. That, so yeah. you know, in my defense, and then I took my mom to see it. Okay. Because I was like, Mom, this is Mother's Day, and I want you to know that Family. The, the strength of the wolf is oh, okay. the pack, and yes. the strength of the pack is the wolf. Okay. And then and then uh, my girlfriend and I went and saw it. And nice. So, uh, yeah, it was, I just, I really, that's my favorite movie that's come out this year. Dear Lord. And I... <laughs> Captain America Civil War came out this year, so. Yes. That's a that's saying a lot, it is, actually. It is. So, Andy, what about you for summer movies? How do you I, feel so far? I saw Finding Dory. Uh, I think I like, uh, I liked Nemo. Uh, Finding Nemo more. Uh, I like that one better. Uh, I saw X Men. I, I that was really good. Probably the I if I rank the three prequels, I probably like uh, Days of Future Past, the best one. Mm-hmm. Then Apocalypse. Then First Class. Uh, I saw The Shallows. <laughs> that was better than I thought. Um, I saw Central Central Intelligence. That was funny. I probably could have done a red box for that one. 
okay. or matinee, but uh, it was all right. Um, I remember when you saw that, like, because that came out the same night as Finding Dory. Yeah, and I was really surprised that you were going Central Intelligence over Finding Dory for it, it worked for that Thursday night. We made the, the why we saw that over Finding Dory was because the Showtime worked better for our schedule. So, okay. um, so I mean that's that's pretty much it. It feels like summer wise, these movies kind of like you know they're okay. Yeah. They're uh, I mean this time last year you saw Jurassic World. At this point, you've probably seen it at least three times. <laughs> By the end of summer, it was like like seven and a half, I think. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It wasn't able, that many. You were able to buy like the limited edition if, <laughs> yeah, with all the money you spent. Seriously. Um, um, but yeah, I feel like so far this summer, I know, I mean, we, we're we not done yet, of course. No. We still have Ghostbusters. Star Trek. Star Trek Beyond. Yes. It's still coming out. Uh, um, and then it's Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. For some reason, I keep forgetting that that, like, I guess I think August, and then I think like, all right, August, school's back in session, so summer is over. Yeah. I think that's why I keep forgetting that yeah, that, that one is happening. It's a late still. entry to the summer movies. Um, also, speaking of summer movies and really the podcast, there's, there's a lost episode. There is, there is a lost episode. And re- I mean, there was a lost episode last summer with our <laughs> with our launch, but yes. you guys didn't want to hear that one. That was bad. Uh, this lost episode, though, I, I really believe um, it would have been awesome, but unfortunately... Uh, so <laughs> I went on vacation. Yeah, and the plan was for me to edit it, that episode while I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Yes, and I was on vacation. My grandma's. Turns out I left my laptop with the audio files yes. on it at my grandma's. Uh, didn't get it back for a month. Yes, and then um, when I finally got back, started editing. There were some audio issues, so we're missing uh, some of the audio. But our friends Crystal and Michelle were on it, and just take comfort in knowing that it was. They were really funny, yeah. Just like they always are in yeah. uh, in life. So, uh, but unfortunately, it it won't be released. And yeah. then it just really kind of set us on a we we threw off like it was like we threw off the emperor's groove. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we really did. So, uh, but we're back. Yes, and uh, and we're here to do another episode. So. Yeah. Uh, also, just uh, bigger picture wise, something that's more important than this podcast and. A lot of our hobbies that we do day in and day out. Uh, obviously, you guys know this podcast is uh, recorded in Orlando. We're from Orlando and all that. And so uh, you guys have seen the news, recent tragedies that have has happened here in Orlando the past uh, few weeks now. Um, and I'll tell you what, obviously, the tragedy itself is uh, very sad and scary and all that stuff. But uh, as it's just been great to see our city come together. And mm-hmm. really, you know, back each other up and really, really the whole city is united as one right now. And that's just been really cool to be a part of and to witness um, and really just lean on each other for strength and support. Um, so obviously that's one big thing that's happened since the last time we dropped an episode. Um, the The last thing I want to talk about, the last thing I, I feel like is kind of really important to the podcast and what we talk about is the uh, comic books. Uh, obviously... You think that's what we do here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, we talk about nerdy stuff and all things geek culture. Um, but the comic books, uh, DC are, are just... Man, they're doing a big relaunch of all their stuff titled Rebirth. And it's been it's been great to be a part of that and to read all those comics that have been coming out. Um, and then Marvel has been doing... Uh, their big Civil War uh, Part Two so- storyline, mm-hmm. which has been good as well. Personally, m- in my opinion, um, I don't think I'm 
fully caught up on both of them. I think I've read a few of the number ones on DC. I read issue number zero and issue number one of Civil War. Um, but I think I'm enjoying the DC Rebirth stuff more than the Marvel. In the Civil War? Yeah, than the Marvel Civil War stuff. Um I don't know if it's because it's a, a launching pad. Like it's, you know, they're starting with number ones all over again. And yeah. So I don't know if it's easier and it's more appealing to see what new things are going to do and all of that. But um, I think that's par- that's probably part of the reason why I'm en- I'm enjoying that a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. That's what we've been up to. I think we're I think we're all cut up. Um, yeah. So. I- I think so as well, and so uh, because we are making a comeback, uh, we thought it would be it was only fitting that we would come back with a top five episode. And so, uh, if you're just listening for the first time, we are just going to go through and list our top five favorite of whatever the category is. And yes. so, uh, for this episode, we are talking about heroes and top five comebacks. Yes, concept uh, for this one is pretty simple. So uh, we're talking about someone that came back from the dead, uh, as in a resurrection, uh, a reboot. Of a franchise, maybe, uh, or a return, um, whether it's you a know, character, a character, yeah. um, or back to a battlefield, uh, things of that nature. Obviously, the greatest comeback of all geek culture is the return of Heroes and, of course. <laughs> I, 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 I tried to be like be serious in my response to that, but I couldn't help but laugh of how uh, that was a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's just get right into it. Uh, Cody, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, I, you go first, Andy, All after right. you. All right, man. So uh, my first uh, first pick, and it's not in any order. The top fives are not in any order. Are not in any order. Uh, but for me, it's a reboot, and that is the Star Trek reboot. Um, I freaking love those movies, man. I really, really do. So I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. And then uh, I think it was in 08, I want to say, um, that uh, Star Trek got the reboot. It was J.J.'s, uh, you know, he, he was directing the first one. And I remember I saw that with uh, my good friend Kayla Fisher. And uh, we saw it and I, I really didn't know what to what to expect. And mm-hmm. I, I never really saw Star Trek to begin with or any of the TV shows, the episodes or the movies or anything like that. And so I just went into it. I was like, well, hey, hey, they're doing a reboot. This is the perfect time for me to check in. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved it. And I've been with the franchise ever since, really, to be honest with you, with all the JJ movies. And I'm excited for this third one coming out here in just a a few weeks. And what's crazy to me is I was, you know, doing some research for this for this episode the last movie that came out before the reboot was star trek uh, nemesis back in 2002 and opening weekend that made 18 uh, over 18 million dollars uh grand total that made over 43 million and then with the reboot the opening weekend again if my numbers are correct i i checked the i was looking online for this information i get it it's not to scale yeah <laughs> so uh the reboot opening weekend made 75 75 million which was more than it grand, did all together uh, than the last movie did all together and then uh grand total it made 250 over 257 million 
And so it's been pretty successful to say. Uh, you think so? I don't I think I don't so. Know. And then what's crazy is in like, okay, the sequel came out into darkness. Into darkness, yeah. Love that. If I'm if my memory serves me correct, I think that was the that was the the best review movie of that of that summer. That, that I believe it. That when that movie came out. And then I know some people are really nervous about with Beyond. Cody, you're one of them. You're really nervous because JJ's not directing. He's not. He's taken out of the director's chair. He went and did this little indie film called Star Wars. Yes. I you, get it. You might have seen it. Force Awakens. But then he's producing Beyond. He's but who's the thing is, Justin Long, right? Yes. Is the director for this new one. Yes. Which I get he's done some some work. I he's, get it. He's done the fast. He's he's one of the fast and furious. He's one movies. of the fast and furious directors. Yes, Andy. I know you love those movies. Yes, I do. Here's here's the here's the rule of thumb <laughs> that I follow with those is your wife doesn't want to see them, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> I feel like if she doesn't want to see them is probably because. To a degree, they're not at least on quality with well, the I, rest of the Star Trek fan I, franchise. I will say, here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> Listen, we'll talk about Fast and Furious later. That's perfectly fine. But this, the, I think Star Trek Beyond is going to be really, really good. You, you've heard it here for, first. I'm not worried about that. Just like I'm not worried about Ghostbusters on that on that summer movies episode. I said the same thing. I'm not worried about Ghostbusters or Star Trek. So we'll see what happens. But that's my number one. That's my first one is the Star Trek reboot uh, back in 08. Cody, how about you, man? What was your first one? My first one is a uh, is a return from uh, sort of dead, <laughs> kind of sure. <laughs> Help us out, listeners. Relatively what, dead. What would you say? Uh, so that and that is Lord Voldemort. So uh, you know, and I'm going to stick with the movies because feel like it's is you know easier just to explain. But so you know, you see first one. Yes, he's on the back of somebody's head. Yeah, like he's on the back of poor Professor Quirrell's head. Yes, yes. You know, uh, and then number two, he's in a diary. You uh-huh. know? Number three. Mostly Prisoner of Azkaban stuff, you know? But yeah. uh, And then number four uh, in Goblet of Fire is the one where he actually comes back to a, a living, you know, full-bodied, human, yeah. human-esque form. You yeah. know, he's still got still has some issues with the nose. Yeah. Maybe he needs to go to Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> get some work done. <laughs> get some work done. Yeah. Uh, but I think in that in that movie, it's, it's so, like, so well done the way uh, Harry, you know, and Cedric, they... Take the Triwizard Cup, which is actually a port key, takes him to this graveyard, you know, um, and then that whole sequence of uh, of Wormtail, you know, prepping prepping uh, Voldemort's body, you yeah. know, this this little infant sized you know body uh, to come back, and then you know Harry, like he comes back with the blood of his enemy and all those things, um, and then uh, and then you see Harry sees his parents. You know, it, it's it's just so cool. I think the way he returns, and also when that transformation sequence is really creepy. It is really creepy, and that's that scene again. I've only seen the movies, but that scene is there's so much emotion because everyone's happy. Yeah, when Harry comes, when so yeah. when Harry finally escapes the graveyard, uh-huh. you know, um, with the help of of his the ghost uh-huh. of of uh, his parents and Cedric. Mm-hmm. He comes back to you know to where, to Hogwarts with Cedric's body, uh, and when he return first returns, everyone's cheering because they think you know oh Harry's and I mean and he did he won the Triwizard Cup you know yeah um, but Harry is not 
is not in a mood to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you see, you know, like you see Flor Delacour and you see Dumbledore start to realize kind of what's happening um, as, you know, slowly. And then Harry just starts yelling, he's back. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when, you know, at that point, the world kind of still doesn't know. But Albus knows, you know, like Dumbledore knows. Um, and that's just very emotionally charged, like that that switch of the whole of the whole crowd. Yeah, from from this moment of celebrating to and, now and cheer and cheering to now this moment of of complete fear, uh, mm-hmm. because the the Dark Lord uh, mm-hmm. has returned um, back to back to complete uh, complete power. So yeah, that's a that yeah that scene. There's a lot of emotion there, and on, and then to see that uh, Curfew from Wrong who. Who just died in that scene? Cedric Diggory. Yeah, and his, so you, his father is there. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So to see then the emotion of this man just realize that he just lost his son is really mm-hmm. tough to to handle. And yeah, oh, their emotions are just all over the place in that scene for sure. Yeah, so that's gonna be my first one. I, you know, I also I always gotta with these top fives, I always gotta get a little bit of a curveball. You know, so I feel like it's weird to be celebrating the return of a of a villain. But <laughs> you, do. you know, I always try you to get do. a little bit of a, like a, a life lesson from the Joker. That's right, you do. Return from the dead, uh, <laughs> from sword to dead for for Lord Voldemort. So gotcha. that's my that's my first top five uh, item. Andy, how about you? What's your second one? Uh, my section second one is going to be a resurrection, and that's a comeback from the dead, and that's um, Jason Todd. So. Um, hopefully by now you've seen, uh, the DC animated movie, Batman under the red hood or, or read the graphic novel, but essentially the, um, Jason Todd was the second Robin who the Joker killed and just flat out murdered. Um, and then, uh, again, part of the history there is the, the, the weird fan poll that DC comics put out there to see whether or not to keep him alive or to kill him and they wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens storyline storyline wise. But then years later we see that there's this new um you want to say anti hero in in Gotham, uh, this man who's calling himself the Red Hood. And then when his re- identity is revealed, we see that it's Jason Todd. It's the second Robin who we all thought were, you know, was dead. What ended up happening was Raza Ghoul um use the Lazarus pit to bring him back. And so when he came back, you know, when people use the Lazarus pit, they never come back innocent or really the way they used to be. They, they come back a little twisted and with mm-hmm. some anger issues and whatnot. And so that's what happens. But the way that whole movie played out, uh, I, I just love it. And it's one of my favorite animated movies. And I think we, there's a really, really, you know, heart wrenching scene at the end where Jason Todd is just pleading, just yelling at Batman, like, why did you leave this scum? He's talking about the Joker. He's saying, Why did you leave the scum, this guy, out in the streets when he killed me? Like he's looking at Joe at, at Batman. He's just pleading, like, did you not care about me enough? Did you yeah. not love me enough? Did you not where was your honor and all this that this man killed me and you just left him on the streets like you have your code and that's you know pointless that's stupid you know and so 
it really was. It's not just like a revenge story. It's not just like, oh, he, he was a sidekick. Now he's still a sidekick. Like, there's a lot of heart there. And so to me, when it, when you really see that whole movie and you read that whole story play out, uh, there's a lot of emotion there. So definitely when we when we talked about this was like the episode, this is what we were going to do. Like immediately, this is one of the first things that popped into my head was Jason Todd. Like we have to talk about the Red Hood. So, yeah, that that one for sure. And like also just like no, like Batman realizing. Yeah. You know that I, I, I think I have a better understanding of of it more so from the Arkham Arkham Knight game. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just the realization of Batman, like, he's like, no, I, I looked, like, I made sure that, you know, that you weren't, like, that there was no chance that you were around. Like, yeah. I looked for you, and I couldn't find you. And then Batman realizing that he was, you know, that he failed, uh, he failed Jason, uh, is also, you know, also added in there. So, that one definitely. Yeah. Those uh, DC animated movies, surprisingly, I feel like. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> Not surprised. I guess you just think because they're animated. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you yeah. think that they're animated, they're somehow it's going to be kid friendly. Yeah. Or not heavy, you know? Yeah, no. But those ones, man, all of them, they're, I feel like, like most of the time, you think, oh, yeah, I'll get a little Superman movie for my son. No. You know? No, don't do that. Don't I do will that. say the animated movies, like when they come out, I make it a point to try to get them as soon as they hit Redbox or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I, I, even if maybe if they're on sale, like, I usually I might just buy it like and to think that I'm buying an animated cartoon, not like a Disney movie, but like a superhero cartoon kind of a movie is ridiculous. But that's how good they are. So that's my second one. Jason Todd, second Robin slash the Red Hood uh, as the uh, resurrection. So uh, how about you, Cody? What's your second one? Uh, My next one comes from Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Uh, (laughs) This is really the only anime show that I ever really watched. Uh, growing up, aside from uh, some Gundam, yeah, you know, remember Gundam, <laughs> big robots. Uh, so, uh, but with uh, with Dragon Ball Z, I, I'm thinking of the moment uh, where Goku returns to the battlefield, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he ultimately fights Frieza. Just to give you a little bit of a backstory on kind of what's happened, um, as as Goku is making his way to this planet uh, to ultimately fight Frieza, um, he he had his new friend. Uh, Vegeta has, is fighting Frieza as well. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, Vegeta is the strongest character we know on the show. Uh, and Goku just barely beat him the mm-hmm. first time, uh, barely beat Vegeta. And so for Vegeta now to be getting beaten by Frieza, as Goku arrives, the, the, the anticipation is, is Goku going to be able to stop Frieza? You know, yeah. uh, if Vegeta can't do it, then how is Goku going to, going to be able to do it? Um, and, and there's just a really funny moment too when when Goku first arrives uh, and he mm-hmm. sees he sees his friends Krillin, his son Gohan, uh, and then and then Piccolo, and he he says, "This is the first time I've arrived, and you guys have not all been beaten up." Which yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing the thing I just love about Goku is he's really not even being prideful about mm-hmm. it. Like he's really just like this is just an observation I'm making with <laughs> about, about this uh, about this scenario, you know, that's yeah. unfolding before me, and so. Um, it's just a really, it's just really cool to see um, that Goku, you know, he's our, he's our hero for, you know, for Dragon Ball Z. Um, and he is strong enough to defeat, defeat Frieza, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. But, um, and it's ultimately the first time we see a, a character in the show go Super Saiyan. Uh, from the time we're introduced to this, the Saiyan race, 
uh, with with Goku's brother Raditz and with uh, with Vegeta. There's talk about you know this about these people these Saiyan you know aliens mm-hmm. that would they would go Super Saiyan and and they would their hair would turn blonde and they would become uh, extremely powerful. And you know there's all this like anticipation of like can can Goku do it? Can Vegeta do it? You know are they strong enough? Yeah. Um, and ultimately Goku is strong enough and he does beat Frieza and it's awesome. And I was looking up doing research for this episode. And I found that whole fight scene, uh, or not the whole fight, but rather like from when Goku first arrives on the battlefield mm-hmm. uh, and Vegeta is about to be killed by Frieza to when Goku defeats Frieza. And it's like four hours worth of show. And that show was only a 30 minute episode. Like per episode. <laughs> per episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they dragged it out for 30, for like 30 minutes times what? Like, like a lot. Eight. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Eight. I hope you're Eight. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. They, they dragged it out for a long time. <laughs> Somehow, every time I just, I was, I was always like, oh, like <laughs> my rule growing up was the streetlights came on. That means it was time to get home to watch Dragon Ball Z. So yeah, it was um, that those the, that show was huge, and I remember like hearing kids growing up like talking about this show. Um, so like I remember, I remember one time like I started watching it. Like I remember uh, Cartoon Network. I was just like flipping through the channels, and I saw an episode of it, and it must have been seriously because as you're unpacking all this, I remember watching those some of those episodes and those were really i kid you not those were the only episodes i've ever seen of dragon ball z i think mm-hmm. i've only seen three of them three or four of them and it was like right at the tail end of the, like that storyline so it we it was really just the fight scene between goku and, and frieza so mm-hmm. i know exactly like those were epic like episodes ep- 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 you know epic shows you know to to really yeah. watch and yeah i totally get the anticipation of whether trying to figure out like, yeah. is he gonna do it like this return like he made his return is it gonna pay off is he gonna be strong enough yeah because yeah. like the whole th- like he's been training the whole mm-hmm. time he's on his way to this to namek yeah he's, he's training in uh in enhanced gravity you know to make like so it's just really cool um yeah. and i know if you watch the show now you like as an adult looking back you watch it now it's not a great show <laughs> i admit that you know it's just it's just like one of those like shows that on Fox or something, it's yes. a little ridiculous, yeah. you know. But uh, but I I loved it as a as a nine and ten year old. Uh, it was really cool. So uh, that's that's my second of my top five is Goku's return to the battlefield to fight Frieza. Yes, um, I'm up. So Cody, you know I always try my best to throw in as much wrestling as possible, and I've been yeah. able to do we- it successfully. Uh, a couple times, and now you can count this time. So my number three on this list is the return of the icon, Sting. So for those uh, wrestling fans who are listening, uh, all three of you, maybe I don't know. You think that's you think it's I don't that know. high? If you're a wrestling <laughs> fan, tweet at us or something. <laughs> Tell us on Facebook. I need your support and backing because Cody Cody doesn't believe that you guys are out there. So, no, so, uh, long story short, uh, in the 90s, there were two wrestling, um, companies. We, you know, there was WWE and then there was WCW. Um, and then eventually it got to the point where the owner of WWE bought out WCW, the other wrestling promotion. And so one of their most famous wrestlers, if not the most famous wrestler from that company, uh, from WW, excuse me, from WCW was Sting, 
And when when WWE bought WCW, Sting did not come over. And so uh, almost a, a lot of wrestlers did. Almost every wrestler came over to WWE except a few. And Sting was one of those guys. And it was years. I mean, Sting wrestled in other promotions. He wrestled for other companies. Um, but he never did anything with WWE until just a couple years ago that he signed a video game uh, agreement, like a license, with, uh, a deal with the with WWE. And then um, so that opened up the doors really to talk, you know, you know, live performance, you know, like a, a contract to see if, we, if they can get him as a physical wrestler, not just like the license to use his character in the game. Yeah. And so... Um, it all worked out, you know, they, they got the contract, they signed it, they got a good deal, you know, and, um, yeah, he made his debut. I want to say back, um, last November or two Novembers ago, uh, mm-hmm. so maybe 2014 now. Um, and I tell you what, man, it was great. Like goosebumps. It was when, exciting. Like it was, it was phenomenal. It was great. When stuff like that happens in wrestling, like be- did you know that he was coming back? I think like is it revealed? Um, you ahead you, of time, you kind of know. And what I what I try to do is I try to stay off the internet. Like I there's there are times where I want to know stuff, but then there are times where me wanting to know stuff I kind of ruin things. You know, mm-hmm. so unfortunately, it's like I I got for example, like I didn't I didn't know that he was coming. Like I didn't know that he was gonna make an appearance the way he did. You know, and so. Um, when that, when that happened, I flipped out, like it was incredible. And so that to me, I'm glad I didn't read the spoiler online that, Hey, you know, there's people are talking, people are saying that Sting, you know, signed a contract with WWE. So he should, he should be making an appearance anytime soon now, blah, blah, you know? So I'm glad Mm -hmm. I missed all of that, but it's out there. And for a lot of times speculation and you can take it or leave it. Um, but for me, like I didn't know it was coming, okay. And, I, and I'll, I've I would say a majority of wrestling fans didn't know it was coming, and so it was a big deal. It was huge. So um, that's my number three was the return of Sting. The really his return to wrestling because it was some time that he hadn't wrestled, and then you know he made his debut in WWE. So that's my number three, Sting. Cody, I'm done talking about wrestling. <laughs> What's your number three, man? Well, you like to talk about wrestling so i like to talk about giant reptiles <laughs> so my that's my, very true <laughs> my next one uh is the reboot of a franchise uh and that is the godzilla franchise yes um just just like first thing that matthew broderick one in 1998 it came out i don't care what anybody says if it wasn't good it was good i really liked it i know i know i know you're with me here i know you're with me here i know that there's people that are listening that probably aren't with us maybe i just loved it because at it was 98 i was born in 92 i would have been like seven yeah probably eight when i saw it and so that's probably why i just loved it but um like you're going the wrong way yeah there's like when they're when they're in godzilla's mouth and it's like (laughs) it's 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 so good i Um, like it a lot but I will say, as good as that, as good as that one was, as much as I enjoyed that one, I think the the new Godzilla movie that came out uh, two years ago now, I think, yeah, um, they had you know had Brian Cranston um, and had Quicksilver, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and Scarlet Witch, and they were married, 
<laughs> not brother and sister. Yes. Um, I also think it's funny that we're referencing them by their, their superhero names. Yes. I can't think of. Oh, I know Elizabeth that, Olsen. Yeah, I can't think of his name. I can't think of it. Uh, in a way, but he. But anyway, so uh, just a little bit of a, a some stats uh, for that movie. So the 1998 one total gross. Uh, was 136 million. Yes. Um and then in uh for the reboot it was uh, the total gross was 200 million. So I think they made their money back. Yeah. You know. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it was worth it and I think I think if if nothing else just for the Brian the monologue that Brian Cranston's character has. Uh, yeah. Um was incredible. Yeah. I really if there's if there's one regret that I have a spoiler alert for that movie if you haven't mm-hmm. seen haven't seen it but is that he dies in that movie, you know, because yeah. like I thought he did such a good job, um, but I thought that 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 new Godzilla movie was was really well done, and I'm excited to see where they go from here. Mm-hmm. I do know that um, that because I think are they both uh, Godzilla is legendary is put out by Legendary, right? I think so. And then there's another franchise that I love called yeah. Pacific Rim, yeah, that is also put out by Legendary, mm-hmm. um, and there's. There's been talk. It hasn't been confirmed. You know, it's probably just speculation. Um, but Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, the mm-hmm. director of, uh, of Pacific Rim, has said that he would like to do eventually a uh, a Godzilla Pacific Rim crossover movie. Yeah. Um, and I could totally see that happening because I, I think Legendary did the Dracula movies, right? Or no, that was Universal. Yeah. So like everybody at this point is trying to get these these combined <laughs> movies, cinematic universe. Everybody's yeah. trying to establish them. Mm-hmm. Some are doing it better than others. <laughs> um, yes, they are. <laughs> but uh, so I could totally see that happening. And how cool would it be to see a Jaeger fight Godzilla, and then you can't beat Godzilla because he's Godzilla. 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 You know? <laughs> so, uh, but I think that would be awesome. Also, moment to celebrate. Pacific Rim Two has its release date in 2018. John Boyega is uh, is the ma- is the lead, new lead. And he's the lead. He's the lead. That's awesome. Uh, and then he posted a picture. Uh, like John Boyega posted a picture. Have you seen Pacific Rim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he, yeah. He posted a picture uh, saying "Dad's Legacy." Gotcha. Saying that he is uh, he is uh, you okay. know um, oh, I totally just blanked out on his name. Um, but oh gosh. Uh, this is frustrating. Oh, what is this? Um, you gotta look it up. Um, as you're looking it up, Cody, I will say something about the Godzilla franchise. The one from '98, like you said, it, it made over one thirty, one hundred thirty-six million, and and the reboot made over two hundred million. Um, not that big of a gap between the two, like the way we saw with Star Trek. So I think, I think the '98 one was pretty good for its time. And I think it was just, um, you know, I think this, like, you know, legendary, the film company, they had the rights. So they were like, let's do something with it. Let's, let's just not leave it on the right, shelf. Right. I mean, we have the rights to this, to the, this license, you know, this character. Let's make another movie. And I think, I think it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm John Boyega, John Boyega's character. Uh, is the son of is will be the son of Idris Elba's character who That's is right. uh, Stacker Pentecost. That's right. Uh, is that character's name? So uh, I'm excited to see Pacific Rim too. But uh, like you said, Andy, I think with Godzilla they they had the rights to it, mm-hmm. and so they were thought, why not do it? Um, and well, you know, rather than just leave it, you know, to yeah. not um, like to just you know collect dust, so to mm-hmm. speak. But um, 
I thought that Godzilla was so cool. Like I get, I know that uh, there's there was some backlash from, um, like as far as him being too big, uh, and and just be, like being bulkier than uh, than Godzilla was. I do think that '98 Godzilla looked really cool. Yeah. Um, but I thought like with the atomic breath and and all those like those elements uh, of his character were so cool. And then seeing that he he really isn't trying to hurt humanity. You know, mm-hmm. at least, you know, of course there's collateral damage um in in his fight with the uh with the the moths the, like the two the, i don't uh, know the name of on it unidentified oh yeah they're like they had like a i can't remember the name but like, totally <laughs> our, blanking out our, our memories are not yeah not good with this godzilla right but i uh i so i think maybe we should just wrap the conversation up just so no i will say one last thing before we wrap up with godzilla um i think one of the complaints that people had with the movie it, i didn't Mutos. That's what they're massive, unidentified uh, yeah. terrestrial organisms. That's right. That's what they were called. I one issue with it that I didn't have, but some people said that they had an issue with it was um, that you they were, you really couldn't see Godzilla. Like there wasn't, it wasn't like like when they would show Godzilla, they would show him on the on the like to the to the right of the of the shot, or like as they're panning away, and like the the fight is like kind of like in the background sometimes and yeah. stuff like that, and. I think that I think this movie studio was I think it was really let's give them credit because I think special effects wise it kind of I think it looked better when it when it was at nighttime and when it was yeah. behind maybe a, a portion of a building and all that stuff you know what I'm saying so I think rather it being super cheesy that the CGI you know like yeah. I think I think the way they did it was I thought worked so that's yeah. why it didn't it didn't bother me yeah I was I I didn't mind it either I thought I think it being darker like the the film being darker mm-hmm. itself um i think it helped it helps the cgi hold up more yeah um and i, I didn't mind not being able to see him i think i mean i think like the credit like jurassic park the you know yeah the total the movie's like two hours and it's like 15 minutes of actual dinosaur stuff so yeah i think you know maybe maybe we just want too much you know we're asking too much so uh yeah. but yeah that's my that's my third um Comeback is the is the return a reboot of the Godzilla franchise. Andy, what's your uh, what's your number four? Uh, I'm gonna go the Disney route with the uh, animated movie, and that is uh, from the movie Tangled, uh, and it's a resurrection of Flynn Rider. Um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Um, but here's here's essentially what happened. Uh, Rapunzel, her hair has powers, and they can. Uh, bring it can heal it can re- revive it can it can glow in the dark it can glow in the dark it could what's the word I'm, there's not like a word to you to like that that describes this but you know if her mother who's aging and who's old when she uses it her that the power of her hair it makes her young again you know so it restores her yeah, i guess that maybe that's the word to use but um but anyway so her hair has power uh, Flynn Rider at this point, it's at the end of the movie. Um, he's hurt. He's about to uh, die. And instead of saving himself and using the power uh, of Rapunzel's hair on himself, um, he cuts Rapunzel's hair, essentially setting her free from you know her bondage with the hair with her mother and all that. Mm-hmm. And her mother ends up dying. 
And then honestly, there's a moment there where you're thinking, and you're though at least when I first saw when I first saw the movie, I was thinking this is a Disney movie. Like, there's no way like he dies, right? Yeah. Like, because he, I, I'm pretty sure he actually dies. No, yeah, I mean, I, he, like he actually like it's not like you think he's dead. Like, no, he actually he dies. actually dies. But what I was asking myself in the middle of that movie was like, there's no way that he stays dead, right? Like I'm thinking like there's no way it ends like that that he dies sacrificially, which I think would have been great storytelling i would have but I, I think i was just surprised if that's how they went it being a disney movie yeah and so i'm like oh my goodness like that was like he did the sacrificial thing and he did what was better what was better for rapunzel and versus what was better for him but then we see that um rapunzel had a little bit more power a little bit more magic left and i think it's a tear like as she cries mm-hmm. Um, that's what heals him and brings him back from the dead. And so um, it was a really touching moment. That movie's really, um, I don't want to say it's underrated because I think people appreciate it. I think it. it was received well. Yeah, I think it was received well. But I just think, I think it was the movie before Frozen. So I think a lot of people just think are just. It's just gotten forgotten. Yeah, maybe. it's kind of good. I guess much like uh, Big Hero 6, I think. Yeah. I Kind of has in the wake. I think Big Hero 6 is after Frozen. Right? Yeah. I, I but think. Frozen just became such a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's Yeah. Um, so with Tangled, it's not that people. It's not that it was. Um, it's underrated or anything, but it's just, yeah, it's kind of got pushed to the side because of Frozen. But Tangle's a really, really good Disney movie. And so that's my, uh, that's why I'm, that's why I'm talking about it. And it's the resurrection of Flynn Rider. I um, really, I really enjoy that movie as well. It's, 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 it's totally, I don't, I, I, I don't know, like you said, I don't know if it's underappreciated, but yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, may I? Yes, Cody, you're up. Uh, my, so my next one, I'm going to keep with the Disney theme. Okay. Uh, and my next one is going to come from, Toy Story three, <laughs> unbelievable! Um, no, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you that you know are about my age and Andy and I's age, um, you grew up with Toy Story, yes. Uh, and so, you know, Toy Story one, you know, it was you like you were the age where you had toys, you yes. know, like uh, uh-huh. you were, you know, about about Andy the character, you yeah. know, uh, in the movies, uh, you were about his age, and so then. Uh, in Toy Story two, you're the same age, you know, still about uh, about as Andy. And then in Toy Story three, I was I was right in the season of life where I was, you know, uh, going getting ready for college and and putting away, you know, uh, toy like you yeah, know, you know, toys and just you know, kind of starting to think about growing up and such. And so um, that movie, I think, it really hit home. You know, mm-hmm. it really hit close to home for me just because that's you know, I was in the same. Same uh, time of, of life, life. Yeah, sa- yeah. stage of life, and mm-hmm. so uh, the moment towards the end of that movie, uh, as as Buzz and Woody and Jesse uh, and Slinky and Rex, you know, they're all in this uh, incinerator, yeah. you know, uh, at, at, a, at a garbage at a dump. You think, and there's that moment where they, you know, they're getting closer and closer to the flame, uh, and they lo- they're trying, like I think it's. Woody that's trying to still figure a way out. Yeah. Uh, and Buzz just kind of looks at him and he's like, like, this is the end of the road, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then they all join hands and they accept their fate. <laughs> yes. Like they accept that they're about to be burned and melted, you know? And that's uh, the end. And this, the is, end. this is the end of the movie. And, mm-hmm. um, and you'll notice that this is a comeback and I haven't said 
what the return is. You haven't said what the item is. What on the your, item? Yeah, what yeah. the particular item is? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, and so I, so my my number four. I feel like Rex in, is, in Toy Story One. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> my, my my number four is the return of the claw <laughs> in Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, if you've seen the movie, it's the aliens, <laughs> they love the claw, you yes. know? So, uh, so it's, it, like they are working this claw machine that, that then scoops up our, our beloved heroes and characters. Yes. And, and moves them to safety. And I think that that won't, like, I credit to Pixar because you, you take, you t- like they took us all the way to, like i was i cried in that movie you know i think <laughs> yeah. i think anyone that you know i feel like you if you don't cry in that movie then like i feel like it's a rule you know in the third the in toy that, story in that yeah. toy story 3 yeah. then you might need to you know go get counseling there might be something <laughs> wrong with you check, your, <laughs> check yourself um, so uh but so they they take you so far you know to the to the to tears yeah and then so quickly with the aliens and with the claw and just the callback to like because the claw showed up all throughout yeah. the other movies you know yeah. um they they pull you back from from the incinerator they, i mean they pull our toys back from the incinerator and and they pull you back uh into this you know to our heroes being alive and just with with the clever wit of the alien of it being the aliens now controlling the claw um i think think it's done so well it's so good the claw (laughs) the claw chooses who will go and who will stay i love that whole franchise and that that moment really i was like again a disney moment because it's a disney movie so i'm like how is this gonna end happen? Exactly. Like, That's like, like there's I was told like there was a moment where I was really sold up. Like <laughs> this is it. Like they're like time to put away your toys because they're Poor just gonna Andrew. end up in the fire. You know, like I was I was really there was a second where I was like, no, like it can't end like this. Yeah, you know? Um and then it and then ultimately, you know, it doesn't, but uh, yeah, that's my my number four is the return of the claw uh, <laughs> to the to the it's a, you know it's a great reference I think in the in this in the movie and I think it's I think it came at it came at a perfect time it really did um, and so so yeah <laughs> I'm up man that's that's too funny this is my this is my last one it's a and it counts as a return uh, this comeback uh, counts as a return not a reboot uh, and that is. Fast and Furious. I love this, <laughs> this franchise, and I get so much heat for for liking the, uh, uh, these movies. Now, I need to just clarify why it's a re- uh, a return, not a reboot. Um, to my knowledge, and I, I don't know if other movies have done this before, but with the with the Fast and Furious movies, the first one came out, The Fast and Furious. Second one came out. Too Fast, Too Furious. The third one came out, uh, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, um, and that one was the that's the worst one of the franchise. Which I will I will admit I'm not trying to make it's an undisputed. Argument. Yeah, you no say one, that fact. Yes, that's, that's that is fact. the worst one of the, I, yes. not. I, there was no. I think yes, there no, was. that's a fact. <laughs> um, so I, can what, I take it to the bank? Yes, you can take it <laughs> to the bank. So here's what I'm. Here's what I've, I, I've never. I've never seen like a movie studio or franchise do this. The next one that came out was called Fast and Furious. And that was um, the slogan was, you know, original parts 
you know, new model or something like that. And so really I thought I went into it thinking it was was a reboot. Like I went in, I went into it thinking, oh, they saw how bad the third one was. So they were going to fix it. Now this is a reboot. They're starting over. What ended up happening was they shifted the timeline of the order of stuff. So that third one, Tokyo Drift, when that fourth one came out, um, Tokyo Drift was a movie that happened later on in the storyline. Mm-hmm. And so now chronologically, like time-wise, the order is f- the Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious, and then Fast Five. And then you have, you know, Fast uh, Fast Six, if I'm not mistaken. And then that's where that third one comes in. And then you have Fast Seven. And so that was like a huge revelation for me. Like, oh my gosh, like they, they know it was garbage. And instead of just doing a hard reboot, they're trying to do their best to reorder it. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're trying they to just, make their they best. They just force quit some programs. We don't need to shut this down <laughs> yet. We no, don't need to restart. No, no we just got to close some, some apps. You have too many windows open. <laughs> Your Spotify is open. You're not even playing music. Let's close that down. And so that's what that's what happened. And so I really enjoyed it. So uh, I love the Fast and Furious movies. And so that's why it's my uh, it's my last return. Um, and that's uh, again Fast and Furious, uh, the fourth part. So Cody, what's your last one, man? I, I will say I I know I give you some heck for those yes. movies. I I did like I haven't watched the last few, but first one, second one, they were good. Yeah. I I enjoyed them. The cars always cool. <laughs> yes. Rock, he's a beast. He's Vin great. Diesel also a beast. Yes. You know, so yes. uh while they may not be special particularly close to my heart, yes. I do think that there is entertainment, you know. And that's be, what that's what's that's what's discouraging from them. Yeah, that's what's that's what's discouraging. It's like if if anyone was lost on that Tokyo Drift Fast and Furious time, like how, you can't really explain it to them. Like, oh, wait, don't give up. Like, Tokyo Drift is really part six <laughs> of this, of this really, of this tapestry <laughs> of, yeah. of car drugs movies. and car movies and, and Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> it's really hard to explain it and to try and defend it. So, uh, g- give it a shot. <laughs> All right, Cody. That's my plead. What's your last one, man? <laughs> My last one, you know, the irony that we were talking about this movie earlier. Yes. Uh, my last one comes from Jurassic World. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that is the return from the assumed dead of uh, Blue, the raptor. Yes. Um, and you love I, that movie so I love much. that movie. I love Blue. And it's awesome. So uh, just bear with me here because okay. I know this one's probably a little bit of a reach. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but so you know, in that in that movie, we see uh, Owen. You know, Chris Pratt's character. Yes. He's got this relationship with the Raptors, mm-hmm. um, where he's you know they they listen to him, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit, and um, and then as we as we see the movie progress, you know, ultimately what happens is the Raptors shift. They're yeah. uh, they get they get a new alpha. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and that be that alpha being the Indominus Rex, and so mm-hmm. um, they turn on Owen and on, on the rest of the rest of humanity. You know, as far as what's on the island, anyway. You know, yeah. Um, and then as we see, you know, them them the Raptors chasing Owen and uh, and you know killing people. 
eventually you, you get to it comes to a head where Owen is now surrounded. Owen, Claire, and, and you know, and the, the two kids. The kids, yeah. um, Zach and Gray are surrounded by the Raptors. And I I love it's just I think it's a relatively small detail, but in that moment, um, you know, like all the Raptors have had cameras on them. Mm-hmm. Blue and that at that point, Blue is the only Raptor that still has the camera like left on it. Yeah, uh, and then Owen reaches up and takes the camera off, um, and then ultimately all of the Raptors shift. You know, they come back to uh, to Owen. You know, in that moment, they, their allegiance comes back. So you have you have that layer of yeah. this of this return, uh-huh. um, and then Blue is the first Raptor to charge towards the Indominus. Kind of get just gets smacked away by the Indominus, and it seems in that moment that Blue, like that's it, is done. You know, Blue's done for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then all of the other Raptors, one by one, they you know they very clearly die you know one lands in the fire you know so uh but then t-rex comes out starts fighting the indominus uh becomes very clear that while the t-rex you know was the t-rex is their last shot uh doesn't you know isn't going to be able to fight they need more teeth they need more teeth Mm -hmm. um uh, so the t-rex goes down indominus is about to go on with killing blow and then you hear the little pitter patter of a little pitter patter of of some some clawed feet, and you hear this this raptor screech, you know, and and the camera looks over and you see Blue charging full speed ahead, right back into the fray at the Indominus and the T Rex, and the the fight that ensues is awesome. You have you know the Blue attacks Indominus, starts clawing at him. T Rex gets up. Blue jumps off of the Indominus. Onto the T Rex, back onto the Indominus, and and that's awesome. Ultimately, you know they they get the mo- the Indominus towards the water, and Mosasaur finishes the job because go team go. And then <laughs> and and then as the T Rex walks off, um, the Blue looks at Owen for a confirmation like where's Charlie, where's Delta, where's Echo, uh, and Owen you know like he just shakes his head and Blue you know runs off. Um, Emotionally, you know, distraught, you know, because the loss of the loss of her sisters. So um, that just that moment where Blue um, comes back, though, I think it is an awesome return. I, I love really I love the commentary, like pretty much play by play, scene for scene commentary. <laughs> there, that was pretty. That was pretty incredible. Um, to me, I think that blue thing, and I, I know I give you a hard time about the Jurassic World love in general, but then your connection with those Raptors, <laughs> as if you were Owen himself. Uh, but I will say, I think the hidden, maybe even the 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 bigger return for me, in my opinion, is that T Rex. Like when 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 Claire has the flare and the oh, gates well, so open. So Andy, like, you're kind of jumping the gun here. Oh, but we were so getting good. to some honorable mentions. Well, you kind of mentioned already. You were getting to some I, I, I'm so I, so, I, honorable mentions. Here we go for for he was in top five comebacks. Yes, returns, reboots, and <laughs> resurrections and resurrections. My first one. Yes. Is the T-Rex in Jurassic World? So good. Don't think I forgot about her. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, I didn't. I right. love her too. <laughs> she was... comes out, she's scratched up, but she, you know, old dog, <laughs> new tricks on that Indominus's face. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, one of one of my honorable mentions uh mentions is the Winter Soldier. Uh that's a good that's a good return. You kind of realize uh it's 
I don't think it's resurrection. I think it's just return because he, he, he never didn't really technically die. die. Assumed yeah. dead, but yeah. So that's just a good return. Um, and then for me, and I think uh, it's a good return. Uh, episode seven, uh, The Force Awakens. It's just a good return to that whole franchise again. In that world, yeah. That whole it was just that was really really good. So that's another another honorable mention. Do you have one more, Cody? I do have one more. Uh, it's a quick one. The Terminator. Yes, he said he'd be back. <laughs> So that's our episode for Heroes and <laughs> Top 5 Comebacks. Let us know what your favorite comebacks are in geek culture on social media. You can tell us on Twitter and Instagram at Heroes underscore and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Heroes and or email us at Heroes and podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, Heroes So I just want to give you guys a new comics coming out for July 6th. Uh, we have Batman issue number two. Uh, this is not the Batman that I love from like Scott Snyder, but um, it's the new launch from again the DC Rebirth, and so this is number two. I read issue number one, really really good stuff. So I would encourage you to pick up number two if you can. We also have Justice League Rebirth number one, Han Solo number two, and then Captain America Sam Wilson issue number eleven. That is a tie-in to the Civil War two story story arc uh, and if you're able to subscribe rate review as well as share heroes and with your geeky friends we would very much appreciate that thank you so much for listening to heroes and i'm cody i'm andy and, and we're out, out.